Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 185. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary and we finally made it to football. Season week one is here. Let's freaking go. Oh my God. The longest offseason in NFL history is over. We're going to talk about enjoying what very well will be the biggest New York Jets season in 13 years, we want to talk about as well some pretty high expectations from DJ Reed and if he is correct to make those uh, claims or to have those thoughts. And of course, we will get into your voicemails. But first, we have to let you know about the sponsor of the program, Manscaped. Today, we are here with a sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. No, we're not talking about a baby. Come on. We're talking about your baby makers. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like the little babies, your delicate little guys have sensitive skin and deserve products that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped's Platinum Package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above and beyond the gold standard for your body's hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com and use my code JETS20, that is J-E-T-S-2-0, for 20% off plus free shipping. Join the now what is it up to? How many million men worldwide? It's uh, millions of men worldwide. Make sure to pick yourself something up over at Manscaped. All right, let's hop into today's episode. I am very excited to discuss the 2023 season, which is finally here. On Monday, I had my extensive preview come out. We did 20 minutes on stat predictions on both sides of the football for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Uh, defensive line, linebackers, the whole kit and caboodle. I gave you my record prediction official. Uh, I gave you where I think they will finish this season. If they're a playoff team, AFC East, like the whole nine AFC playoff picture, every single detail we went through very thoroughly, uh, for the NFL season, but it's just, you can breathe a sigh of relief now because we have been talking about this 2023 season. Pretty much ever since the New York Jets were eliminated from the playoffs in Seattle in week 17 of the 2022 NFL season. It was uh, for months, who's the Jets quarterback going to be? And it's debates on whether they should just sign Jimmy G or Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady out of retirement or Lamar Jackson. And that went on for a little bit there and it was fun. And then Aaron Rodgers goes on. Uh, a highly acclaimed Pat McAfee show and says my intentions to play in 2023 and I want to play for the New York Jets and we all lost our ever-loving minds for a laundry list of good reasons uh, then it's like okay that happened when is the trade going to actually go through a little bit more waiting we're on Aaron Rodgers watch we think that it's going to go through but not exactly 100% sold that it's going to go through or not so that was fun. Finally goes through. NFL draft happens. Waiting game. We get some nice flashes in OTAs. Training camp comes and goes. And really, as of right now, the really only negative thing that happened with the New York Jets is that Chuck Clark 
uh, tore his ACL and is out for the year. So I am uh, uh, I'm upset that we don't get to see Chuck Clark this year. I was looking forward to watching Chuck Clark in 2023. But other than that, the New York Jets are heading into the 2023 season about as healthy as you could possibly be. As healthy as you could possibly be. And how many of the last few years... Last year, starting quarterback was hurt. Makai Becton, who was going to be the starting right tackle, was hurt. You missed him. Uh, Dwayne Brown was banged up, and you were starting Max Mitchell uh, and, and George Fant. And it was just like so, so bizarre and so, so weird. And now you're going into a season, which I said it in the title, this is the biggest season for the New York Jets in 13 years and the reason why I I have that as the cutoff point is because I would say 13 years ago in 2010 that's when you had similar kind of expectations the 2009 Jets made the playoffs at 9 and 7 they won uh, a, a really fun game on the road in Cincinnati they upset the then San Diego Chargers and had a lead in the AFC championship game over the Indianapolis Colts Then they go out and they add some more veteran talent. Uh, And 2010 kind of felt like they were loading up for what was going to be a really fun season. And it was. They finished 11-5, and which for fans around my age, that's the best season of Jets football that we have. I'm too young to fully remember what was going on in 1998 as I was three years old. So I don't remember the 12-4 and Vinny Testaverde year as though, although I, you know, know a lot about it now after the fact because, you know, my, my dad and... Uh, just, you know, talking with Jet fans who lived through it and the the fun and then the unfortunate pain and ending for that season. But 2010, high expectations, and they were met. They won 11 freaking games that year. Uh, they won on the road against the Indianapolis Colts, the team that knocked them out of the playoffs the year before, had a wild upset win on the road in the divisional round against the New England Patriots. And for the second year in a row, they found themselves in the AFC Championship game. So really a, a very, very cool moment and a and a very, very cool season. And now that's exactly where you are. Just, just, it's, it's been a long just. That gap of 13 years was insanely long. But the main point, is not to put the pre- of this video and this episode is not pointing out how big of a season it is for the New York Jets to then in theory put pressure on them. They understand what's at stake. The fe- the people in the building they know what's going on. You don't go out and get Aaron Rodgers to just you know have fun out there. You want it's time to win football games. Which I like Joe Douglas and I like Robert Sala a lot. I think they are the right answers for this team going forward. Now is the time in the in the part of the rebuild process where you have to win games and you have the quarterback, you have the weapons, you have the stellar defense, more on that in a little bit. The excuses are gone. And not that they're you know our, our excuses going into this season, but it you know it was always well the quarterback plays holding them back or they just have to do this, they have to clean up the mess and a lot of that is true. It is about you know winning now and they they understand that, but the thing that I want to point out there is while yes there are extremely high expectations and yes you know it's maybe a little nerve-wracking for Jet fans who haven't had expectations in a really really long time but I think it's important that we all agree to enjoy this season it's going to be really really fun watching competent quarterback play 
for the first time in a very, very long time. It's going to be fun. While I'm going to miss a lot of the the Sunday at 1 o'clock games, I can't lie, that's my favorite slate. Forgive me, but I love the Sunday at 1 o'clock. It's going to be fun having you know this team playing big games and playing meaningful games with a lot of eyeballs on them. And it's been all off-season long. It's been on Hard Knocks, which was the final episode was last night. Uh, and it's going to be throughout the season. And what better test than against the Buffalo Bills, who that's the team that you're chasing. The Bills have owned the AFC East for the last few years. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills have been fantastic. And they are the favorites to win the division again this year. But the Jets and the Miami Dolphins, if their quarterback stays healthy, are going to give them a significant push. And what a better way to show if you're real or not than on Monday Night Football against the Buffalo Bills with the entire world watching. And, you know, we have still a while to go before this game. This episode comes out on on Wednesday, and there will be thoroughly more in-depth preview and production for this game here coming up on on, in week one in Monday Night Football. But uh, I I just wanted to point out how it's kind of like the perfect way to start your season because it's against a team that you're chasing. It's in your own building, a team that you beat last year. And I'm not saying that the Bills are just completely unbeatable here. It should be a really good game. And if they lose in week one, their season's not over. Obviously, you want to win week one. I'm spoiler picking them to win in week one. But what a way to start your season in a new era. And sure, you know, the Robert Sal and Joe Douglas era has been here for this is now going into the third year of it. But Aaron Rodgers is getting here, uh, and that really changes everything. We've seen that all offseason long and into training camp. Uh, the kind of attention he brings and just how it changes everything for your team. It has. And to, I think, Rodgers' credit, he's done a really good job since coming over here of getting doing the little things right, showing up to OTAs, participating in all the offseason activities, Uh, going to events with his teammates and, you know, really getting along with the younger guys and relating to the younger guys and, you know, just doing the little things right. And, you know, whether it's, you know, Mekhi Becton, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and sure, you know, he brought some of his other friends for the ride in in Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. There's no denying that, but he wasn't coming to the Jets to be like, oh, like, I just, I want to get the band back together and this is where we're going to do it. There were pieces in place that were really appealing to him and Rodgers wanted to come here and he has a chip on his shoulder because there's a narrative that he can't win the big game anymore because it's been 13 years ironically which was the last time the Jets had this kind of expectation was the last time the New York Jets uh the excuse me Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl if the Jets won that game in Pittsburgh instead of losing they would have went on to Dallas to play the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. And uh, we know what happens. The The Steelers won that game. They held on. The, still, the fourth down play lives in my head. The Antonio Brown reception lives in my head forever until the Jets win a Super Bowl at, at the very least, but probably still forever. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers gets his one Super Bowl. And it used to be winning a Super Bowl was enough with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes and all these guys with you know multiple rings. You got to have multiple now. It's not good enough to just have, you know, oh, he's a Super Bowl winning winning guy. It's how many do you have? And 
Rodgers has one, and you know, Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay and got another Super Bowl. That obviously added to his legacy. Peyton Manning had one Super Bowl in Indianapolis where he was forever. Leaves and then wins in Denver. That adds to his legacy. Uh, and Matthew Stafford, one of the more recent examples, was someone who, you know, was a great, great quarterback in Detroit for a really long time on just some really bad teams. He goes to the Rams and they win a Super Bowl. It would be really, it would be so exciting for that to happen again for for Aaron Rodgers here if history repeats itself at that point with, you know, the veteran quarterback going to a new situation and being able to win one. Uh, But them being relevant, the Jets being relevant, and just the feeling that you have this week, we've been waiting for this for so, so long, and the excitement that I have. And still, the game is how many days out, but... Just that nervous excitement for this 2023 season is something that's really hard to explain and to put into words. But again, it's something that I want Jet fans to enjoy because it's been a long time since they've had this expectation. You know, we've come a really long way. And even just like for myself, like I started really doing a lot of like the Jets content and pushing that out in like 2019. In the Adam Gase era, man, like that is, we lived, we went through some stuff together, Jeff fans. In, in 2019, the Adam Gase era f- in those two years, and then Zach Wilson's rookie year, and then, you know, the ups and downs and the roller coaster ride of the 2022 season. It, it's, it's time for us to enjoy a football season because it's been a really long time. It's been since that 2010 season. There were flashes of it, and 2015 was pretty fun until it wasn't, and 2022 was pretty fun until it wasn't. And this year, it it feels different. There are legitimate playoff expectations. There are legitimate Super Bowl aspirations for this team. You know, all... You know, every team in the league probably wants to say, oh, we view ourselves as someone who can win a Super Bowl, but there's what? maybe 10 teams in the league who have a real good chance. And the Jets are one of those 10 teams. Enjoy that. And there are going to be some bumps along the way. They're going to lose games this year. They're not going to go 17-0. Sorry, the the chances of that happening is very, very slim. And if that's your... If that's your wish, I mean, that's hell, that's mine, and that's probably every Jeff fan's wish, but that, I don't think that's a realistic expectation to put on your, to put on yourself. If they lose week one or if they lose at any point during the season and it's, oh, my God, I can't believe they lost this game, it's it's going to happen. There, there are going to be some bumps in the road. Hey, they might even lose a game against a team that they probably shouldn't lose against. That's the NFL. It happens. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs lost to the Colts in week two last year. Stuff happens, man. Just I, I really hope that we are enjoying this to the fullest because – I know that I am. I have been so excited, really all offseason and going into training camp, but specifically, like, I don't know, towards the end of August when things started to really shift and it was like, all right, last preseason game's underway, like, we made it. This is long offseason of trying to go through of who is the quarterback going to be? And then, okay, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. When are they going to make the trade for him? They actually make the trade for him. And then, oh, my God, is he going to show up to OTAs? Like, how invested is he? Comes in and is extremely invested. Oh, my God, are they going to do hard knocks? Are they not going to do hard knocks? They do hard knocks, and it goes well. 
training camp. Oh, my God, what's this offensive line going to look like? There's some issues with the offensive line the first few weeks. Dwayne Brown comes back. Mekhi Becton ends up switching over to right tackle eventually anyway, and he earns the starting job. I can't wait. This is the biggest freaking season for the New York Jets in 13 years. I en- enjoy it. That's that's the message that I want to get out in this one is just enjoy the ride. Before we get into your voicemails, which thank you for, to everyone who called in the last few weeks uh, and this week too, but just with the season approaching, we have garnered so much more interest and you know it's it's been really, really cool. But DJ Reed had a quote about this New York Jets defense. Uh, and I'm going to read you the full quote. He says, I'm very confident. Reed said on Monday to ESPN's Rich Samini, I think we have the potential to be the best defense in the NFL. Honestly, I think we could be historical, not just the best defense in the NFL, but I think we can be a historical defense like the 85 Bears and the Legion of Boom Seahawks uh, in 2013. I think we could be that dominant if we just put all of the things together. Now, he is, I think, on the, on the surface level, obviously, I I agree with a lot of the points that he's making. They had the fourth best defense in the NFL last year behind only the 49ers, the Bills, and the Ravens. And what the Jets did not have is good quarterback play. And something that I've said really all offseason and going into this year is, yeah, you know, it's hard to replicate that kind of, you know, success that you have defensively year over year. It's very hard to duplicate that. But a reason why I think there's a chance this Jets team could be even better is because having an offense that's not going to go three and out or just even if it's an average NFL offense will be a drastic difference, uh, a drastic difference for that defense, excuse me, than what they were running out, which was a bottom bottom of the barrel offense. They had the worst quarterback room in football last year, and they were still able to have a top unit, A, a quarterback room. That was non-competitive down the stretch. They weren't scoring touchdowns down the stretch last season, and the defense was keeping them in games. I've said it before on this show, but outside of the Minnesota game where they scored, they let up 27 points in that game uh, during the six-game losing streak to end the season. Here's the point totals that they allowed the rest of the way. 20 points against the Buffalo Bills in a loss. 20 points against the Detroit Lions, seven of which came on a special team score. 19 against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 23 against the Seattle Seahawks, and 11 against the Miami Dolphins. Over that stretch, they allowed more than 20 points twice. And they scored, and they allowed 20 or less. They allowed, this is a better way of saying it, they allowed 20 points or less four times and lost every single one of those games because in those games the offense scored 12 17 3 and 6 points the final 3 weeks of the year 3 6 6 in terms of points unimaginable in a modern NFL completely unimaginable that's not going to play make a difference on this defense of course it is of course it is going to make a difference. I expect their sack totals to go up because, one, I mean, they, they added. Uh, they, they brought in, uh, you know, Al, Al Woods and Quentin Jefferson, who's a sneaky good pass rusher from the interior. They added Will McDonald. But not only that, they, they're going to be playing in games where they have a lead late in the game, and teams are going to have to try to throw to get back into the game. So that means 
more sack opportunities for their, you know, their defensive line, but then also Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, I would think you would see a, a bump in their interception production. So that was the one knock against Sauce Gardner was that he only, oh, he only had two interceptions last year. Well, one, they weren't throwing it a ton at him, but also number two, like if teams are going to have to throw the ball more against you and get creative, like there are going to be more opportunities for mistakes. Jeff Ulbrich said it in uh, either, a, I think it was a one Jets drive or maybe it was on the, the Jets official podcast, but there was a piece of Jets, uh, Ulbrich content out there where he's talking about how this defense could take to the next level with the turnover department, because that's somewhere that they're lacking is because teams went so conservative against them down the stretch because they knew essentially that the Jets offense wasn't going to do a damn thing against them. So, that, I think, is going to lead to uh, a more productive defense. The only areas of slight concern for me are linebacker and safety, but the Jets are so good on the defensive line and so good at cornerback, I don't really think it matters a whole lot. And plus, like, yeah, they have Tony Adams, who's going to be a starting free safety. Is he not going to be an upgrade over Marcus Joyner? Joyner was cooked last year. He was finished. He was done. And the linebackers were Okay. They lost Kwan Alexander, which stinks. I like Kwan, but they really like Jamie and Sherwood a lot. And CJ Mosley, sure, he's he's not the same guy he was in Baltimore, even that first, you know, year where he only played a couple games with the Jets. He's lost that step, but he's still uh what was he second team all pro? He's still a really damn good linebacker. This this defense does have a chance to be really, really good. And if everyone plays up to their potential and if everyone stays healthy then yeah, it probably could be a number one unit and it probably could be a historic defense. And, you know, for myself personally, as a, as a football fan, you know, I'm 28 years old and, and just in general elite defenses that I think of, I think of that Legion of Boom defense that DJ Reed mentions. I think of the early 2000s Bucks and the early 2000s uh, Ravens as as teams and, the, you know, the the Steelers and, you know, there are a few years there for the Jets where they were excellent during the Rex Ryan era, but it wasn't really like super long, sustained success. But this Jets defense does have a chance to be really, really special. They just have to stay healthy. That is the biggest thing in my book. I think if they remain healthy, this unit can be special. I don't know if I, I'm going to say they're going to be 85 Bears good. Uh, I, I will always say the players have every right to say uh say that and feel like they have you know confidence some players need that like you know speaking into existence i can't predict that i'm not going to sit here and tell you that's what i think is going to happen but there is a potential to have an elite like an elite elite defense not just like hey there's an elite defense that finishes top five in the league which i think they they can very well finish top five in the league defensively this year but this could be a special that people are still talking about you know 20 years later to the voicemails we go. We're going to start out with Franco. He is calling in from New Jersey. He wants to talk about when we might see Joe Tipman. Hey, Matty. It's Franco from Florence, NJ. Yeah, I agree with you totally. We should not trade Bryce Hoff. That would be counterproductive, in my opinion. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts. How soon do you think Joe Tipman will replace McGovern? Perhaps halfway through the season or something like that. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for uh, checking in with us here on the show. I do think that after the bye week is the best time, which is they have a bye week 
seven. Uh, they their first six games are very very tough as we know, and then they go into a bye and they come out of the bye playing the New York Giants. So I think that would be the best time for the New York Jets to make the switch if they are going to make the switch. And who knows? It could be earlier if you know Tipman continues to look great in practice like he did in the preseason, and Connor McGovern struggles. Maybe it is earlier, but I think. The best time to make a change like that is when you have the extra time. So when you're on your bye week, and I think it's early enough where, you know, you would still be getting, what, 11 games of Joe Tittman then at that point? Like, it's a little bit before the midway point of the season, uh, but I, I do think we we see him at some point this year. I don't think it's going to be a complete redshirt year. I think he's too talented for that to be the case. It'll start with McGovern, but I think eventually they get – Joe Tippman on the field at some point. Larry is calling in from Virginia, and he wants to talk about Zach Kuntz. All right, let's talk Zach Kuntz. Yes, my name is Larry Jennings. I'm calling from Virginia Beach, Virginia. I've been a Jets fan since way back with uh, Wesley Walker and Al Toon and all nice. that. But I don't have a question. My thing is, I'm very highly upset, pissed off, actually, that they uh, didn't keep Zach Kuntz, that tight end from Old Dominion, on the roster. That that boy got talent. I think they underestimate him. Uh, if if he got a chance to work with uh, Aaron Rodgers, the way Mahomes worked, he could be the Jets or uh, Travis Kelsey. He got good hands. He's athletic. I've seen on the preseason he was blocking very well. I don't know what they like about the other guys, but Zach Coote is a talented guy. That if they let him get away, they're going to be sorry. All right? So thank you very much. And uh, I'm really – this one of the few things I'm upset about All right. the Jets move on this 53-man roster. Most of everything else, man, I'm happy about. But I'm very upset about Zach Coote not making the team. All right, thank you very much. Peace. Yeah, um, I I get it. I just don't – my question to you, Larry, would be what kind of role did you expect him to play in 2023? Because I don't think there was any anticipation for someone that they take in the seventh round to come in and be the guy right away. I think he was someone that they want to develop, which and he did end up sticking on the practice squad, so he's not going anywhere yet. I don't think he was going to play a big role. He's not better than Jeremy Ruckert or Tyler Conklin or CJ Uzama, so he's buried there on the depth chart. And there's other areas, you know, at you know wide receiver and running back. We know that they have four running backs that they're confident in and they like. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I didn't want to lose him for nothing, and I'm glad that he made it back to the practice squad, but. Did he do anything in training camp or the preseason that made you say this guy has to make the team other than him being tall? He's tall and cool. Like, it's cool. He's a nice developmental piece. Maybe he turns into a red zone threat, you know, for, for your next year. And I think, you know, that's how I felt about Trey Dean. I think that's the guy I was most upset about not making the team. But he made it to the practice squad and is someone along with Zach Koontz that I think will be in their plans for, for next year. But I don't think he specifically in, in Koontz is, is ready yet. I think it's a work in progress there. So uh, I, I can't really say that I'm all too bent out of shape over that one. Alex in New Jersey's next. He has a fun one. All right. Let's 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 go through uh, with Alex from New Jersey. Let's, let's hear it. 
Matty! Yep. What's going on, man? This is Alex from New Jersey, calling right, from actually East Rutherford, right around the corner from where our beloved Jets play. Uh, number one, man, I want to say that as a longtime Jets fan and a longtime Matt O'Leary fan, uh, it's a lot of fun to see <laughs> the smile on your face uh, at the beginning of every podcast. Thank you. Finally, our Jets are good. So, uh, in the nature of fun, I got a fun question for you. Name all of the players on the Jets' current squad that are currently better than Jamal Adams. Looking forward to hearing it, man. Go Jets! I hope your dogs are right in the background or whoever's dogs those are. Oh, man, that's great. That's really funny. Um, And also, like, that came back around again, and I don't know if this is the reason why uh, the question was asked, but uh, Jamal's not going to be good to go for, for week one, but I could tell you that definitely I would rather have the two guys that they used to dra- that they used the draft picks they got from that trade with. I'd rather have Garrett Wilson. I'd rather have AVT. Uh, so those are two right there. But let, who else off the top of our head? Rodgers, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, potentially, Quinnen Williams, uh, C.J. Mosley, Sauce Gardner, D.J. Reed. None of the safeties are better, but you don't necessarily need to have an elite-level safety to win in this league. I'm I'm glad Joe Douglas uh, made the move to trade him. I think it was the right call then. He was his demands were uh, ridiculous. He wanted to force his way out, and he the, Joe Douglas got an insane package for him and. It's always fun and nice to get those draft picks. Draft picks are, you know, fine and dandy. You have to hit on them, though. And boy, did he hit on it with AVT uh, and and Garrett Wilson. So uh, that to me, the, both of those guys better. And those are the two guys you got in the trade. So it's already a win just from that alone. But that is a that is a fun exercise. Let's go out to Brian calling in from Virginia. Just some overall optimism. All right, let's do it. Hey, Matt O'Leary, Brian from Virginia, uh, currently driving through the hills of rural Pennsylvania. So uh, I may drop out, it may not, but anyway, figured I'd call uh, with a uh, vision of the future, let's hope. Uh, so, of course, like any Jet fan, I'm hoping for 17-0 season, you know, straight through the playoffs when the Super Bowl. That'd be great. Uh, but I think we should start thinking about who we should pick with our first-round pick next year, because I feel like why not – put Aaron Rodgers out there, go up three, four possessions in the first half, and then just sit him, put Zach in the second half, let him hand the ball off to Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, score a couple more points maybe, but at least keep the ball in our possession, let our defense keep the score low for the uh, for the opponent, and just uh, run Aaron through 50% of the season. Keep our first-round pick. Why not? What a world that would be. Uh, oh, man. But beyond that, I just had that thought driving uh, driving through the uh, the hills here. So figured out a call, let it on you, see what you thought about it. Uh, you know, fantasy, but wouldn't that be great? Uh, but I hope you and the boys are good. I uh, hope you have a great holiday weekend or had a holiday weekend. I guess by the time this here. Uh, and uh, go Jeff. Yeah, there you go. That would be funny, wouldn't it? I would be shocked if they. If that happens, right? That's that's so over overly optimistic. Um, but maybe it doesn't turn out to be the first round pick, and you're pulling Rodgers at the half because you're up thirty five nothing. Let, let that would be that would be pretty fun. 
Uh, I, again, I don't know how realistic that is. It's probably a, a little over-optimistic and uh, a little Madden-like, right? But, uh, yeah, dual quarterback system. Why not? Maybe it could work. You get up so big and then, you know, you're resting them down the stretch or whatever you got to do because you already clinched your spot. Maybe. Why not? Blaze is really in on this Monsters of Destruction. He wants to call back and talk about it. Matt, this is Blaze Lampman from Fonda again. Uh, let Green Bean, Jake, and Ryan, Ryan all know about Monsters of Destruction. I think it's the best one out there. They're coming out with some, but nah, I don't think they're as good. All right, let them know, bud. Thanks a lot. Bye. There we go. So uh, I know Green Bean listens every week, so at a minimum he's going to hear it, uh, and I will do my best to remember to actually – let Ryan know about it on the show later um, that Monsters of Destruction is the name. All right. Up next, we're going to go out to Joe calling in from Long Island. All right, Joe, let's do it. Hey, Matt. This is Joe from Long Island. My parents are flushing. We talked last uh, two weeks ago. Anyway, uh, just had a couple of thoughts. Um, I think uh, Evans would be a great idea. Maybe Hollywood Brown. But here's an abstract thought. Um, how about keeping Kuntz and just throwing it five feet over <laughs> the head of any defender? Uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, just having a big guy. You know, we had a big guy. When I, I used to play ultimate in, in college. And uh, nice. we had this big guy named... Uh, slow mo. He couldn't do anything. He play, couldn't play de- uh, defense or anything like that. But we'd just throw it up over over everybody's head, and he would just catch it, and he cut almost like half our goals that whole season. Anyway, um, just grateful for you guys, uh, especially you. to you. Um, and uh, hope all is well for you. And as always, go Jets. Let's go J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Let's go. Thank you, man. Really much appreciated. Appreciate you checking in with us, Joe. Uh, a lot of Zach Kuntz love on this one, and I and I get it. It was a fan favorite. He's fun. A big guy, big tight end, but I, I think he, he's a work in progress. He is a work in progress. Ultimate Frisbee. I'm assuming you're talking Ultimate Frisbee, right? Uh, I did some Ultimate Frisbee in high school. Uh, one of my one of my best friends actually started the club in high school, and we would play w- once a week. It was a good way to stay active. It was fun. There was a group of, I don't know, there must have been 20 of us, maybe, something like that. But it was a pretty nice-sized group we would play. I wrote an article about it, and that's actually how I got into, well, in a way, it's kind of how I got into this. If we want to go full, peel back the curtain, uh, I knew that I was not really good enough at, at athletics for that to be like a legitimate career path but I wanted to work in sports and I loved writing so I wrote for my high school newspaper and one of the articles I covered or one of the stories I did was the ultimate frisbee one and it won uh, an award on Long Island it was like came in like second place for you know high school sports story and I ended up getting a scholarship to go to college for for writing and I did journalism and broadcasting the throughout college and when I was graduating wanted to continue to do my radio show and just kind of move it to uh, a YouTube platform and then five years later here we are 
So it kind of all links back to, to that in a way. Ultimate Frisbee, how about it? The start of the Matt O'Leary YouTube channel could kind of be, in a weird way, loop back to that. So uh, just fun little story I figured to toss in there. Let's close out with Joe from Oceanside. He's got a little story for us. I think it's a good way to get us pumped up for this 2023 Jet season. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Joe from, Joe from Oceanside. Good. I'm going to tell you a little story. I like and it. This story starts in 2021, the NFL draft, where our general, Joe Douglas, starts to build the framework for this team. Zach Wilson, AVT, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, Jamie Sherwood, Michael Carter II, Brandon Eccles, and let's not forget also Jason Pinnock and Jonathan Marshall. Pinnock is now starting for the Giants and Marshall's on the Steelers squad. Let's fast forward now to August 18, 2021. The Jets have a joint practice with the Green Bay Packers. This is where I believe the seed is planted. Okay. Then let's go to the 2022 draft, where our general again just hits it out of the park. Sauce Gardner, Gary Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, Reese Hall, Jeremy Ruckert, Max Mitchell, and Michael Clements probably going to go down as one of the best drafts ever for the New York Jets. Then let's go to October 16th. The Jets play Green Bay and win 27-10. Brees Hole, 116 yards to the ground. Quinn Williams, two sacks. The defense, four sacks in total. And let's not forget Sauce, where's the cheese head after the game. True. This is where I believe Aaron Rodgers witnesses firsthand and likes what he sees and the plant is starting to get watered then in february 2023 aaron Rodgers enters the darkness and when he emerges he wants to play for the new york jets this is where the rest of the nfl and all of these draft uh, haters can't wrap around their head that the hall of fame quarterback wants to play for the New York Jets. And then April 2023, Joe Douglas seals the deal and trades for Aaron Rodgers. Now the flower is in full bloom. So Jet fans, Jet Nation, on September 11th, time for us to now start reaping the fruit from the plant. So everyone, buckle up. Let's enjoy this ride. The time is now for us. Let's go Jets. That got me goosebumps on my arms. I don't know if you're going to be able to see it, but goosebumps. I'm ready. And that was the point. That's a, a perfect, perfect way for the final call on this show to go. Because that was the theme that I wanted to talk about today of this episode of how important this season is, not for the pressure that is being put on the team, but for the fans. Because the fans really freaking deserve it, man. Jet fans deserve this. Longest active playoff drought in all the four major sports. Terrible quarterback play for almost the entirety of the franchise's existence, but specifically some putrid, putrid play over the last decade plus. Laughing stock, whether it be a fumble on Thanksgiving or hiring crazy guy Adam Gase or, you know, seeing ghosts. Or, you know, Zach Wilson, you know, bust. Like, all these things happen and come and go. And it's just, 
Jeff fans deserve something good to happen to them. And this year feels like that time is, is coming. I am looking forward to it. I think you all should be as well. I'm sure if you're watching this, you probably feel the same way, but I'm leaving this episode with a smile on my face because I know it's the last episode that I will be doing without New York Jets football. Jets football is back in just a few days. Make sure to stay tuned throughout the week for more coverage. If you are listening to this in audio form, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review. If you are watching on YouTube, leave a comment, give it a like, subscribe as well. We got more content coming out this week. Game preview against the the Bills storyline season expectations, all bunch of stuff. Make sure to stay tuned. Thank you so much for supporting means the world to me. I'm Matt O'Leary and I'll catch you next time.